0: A month and a half ago, I guess a lot of it was like, hey, we just raised all this money. This is really exciting. The world is our oyster and we're going to kill it. And I still believe that, by the way. But that's not really helpful to hear in a time like this.
1: Hey, this is the Built in Seattle podcast. I'm Adam Schoenfeld. On this show, I chat with Seattle's best entrepreneurs, operators, and investors about how they think and how they operate. I'm here virtually with the one, the only, Sarah Itukas. She's the COO and co-founder at LegalPad, and welcome back to the Built in Seattle podcast social distancing version.
0: Thank you for having me. I was bummed that we didn't get to sync up earlier, but, you know, this is a great opportunity to highlight all the ways that we're trying to help each other during this Absolutely.
1: crisis. Absolutely. And as people listening know, this podcast is normally done in person in Seattle. But here we are on Zoom, and we're actually going to spend a lot of this episode talking about how you think and operate in this time, Sarah. So just for background, for people who don't know LegalPad, how do you explain what you do?
0: Yeah, we make it faster and easier for startups, including founders and their teams, to get work visas. Essentially, we understand that talent is not limited to just what's right outside of our front door, right? There's a lot of innovation that comes through waves of immigration. And that's something that we want to, you know, provide support for international entrepreneurs and also contribute to the economy in that way.
1: I love this because I've dealt in the past in past companies with work visas. And obviously you can broaden your talent pool if you can access the whole world. So I love this idea. What's the current like stage and size of the business in whatever terms you describe it, just to give people context on that?
0: Yeah, so we actually recently raised our Series A. We closed it. We raised about $10.5 And we grew from about 15 people to 40, basically since January. So we're really excited to grow. And as of right now, I'm going to knock on wood, we are planning on keeping our team through this crisis and because what we're seeing is there are a lot more people that need our help when it comes to travel and immigration issues because things are changing every day right so hopefully we'll be able to access more of our international community in that way and we'll need everyone on our team to be all hands on deck
1: as you've you know just been addressing this problem and and this opportunity in the market have you found a lot of other immigrant founders in seattle
0: oh for sure i mean there are definitely a lot of immigrant founders in seattle i think one thing i noticed is that we it's it's kind of a population where we don't really talk about it too often and I, I can I can only speak for myself, but I just remember, you know, growing up in the US and it was like, hey, I don't really want to call myself out for being an immigrant because I just don't want to be, like when you're six years old, it's like, I don't want to be different in that way. I don't think that's necessarily the case for our founders here, but it's just something that's not really s- spoken about as much as, let's say, like what I saw in San Francisco because I grew up in the Bay Area. But I love that there are so many founders and also would-be founders. I think that's actually the largest population that we see at our events, like our happy hours. Right now they're virtual, but it's a lot of people that are saying, hey, like I've been thinking about starting my idea, but I don't really know what the next steps are for me, especially since I'm on a visa, right? So we work really closely with this team uh, called Venture Out. So they kind of help people help would-be founders like work on their idea and kind of prepare them for the next steps in being a founder. And our team is there to basically tell them what the steps are uh, for their immigration journey that they need to embark upon in order to do that.
1: Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's funny cause I didn't even realize that side of the business, right? I thought of it from the company's perspective, but that's obviously such a complex thing to manage. If you are an immigrant trying to found a company that sounds super compelling. Can you explain why during this time of social distancing and this pandemic that we're looking at, why there's increased demand or interest in your services? Because you mentioned that before. And and just being a novice in this space, I didn't totally connect the dots on that one.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not like, it's not super obvious at first, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people's timelines have accelerated as a result of kind of the travel bans that have been put into place and the close down of consulates and embassies um, abroad. So people who ordinarily would just go to the consulate or embassy to get their visa now, you know, have a vested interest in staying in the US and extending their status from here. So that's one piece of it. And another part of it though too, it's, it's less about, like we don't charge for this, but essentially we're offering free resources for a lot of people who may not necessarily be in, you know, our traditional customer profile, right? So right now, we're getting a lot of students that are recent grads that just don't know what's happening. And, you know, going to reach out to your university, like, there are very long wait times because you're competing with other international students. And more often than not, you know, those poor, your, like, student officer probably isn't, is, like, swamped and the policy changes are happening every day and how do you even keep up with that right so we basically opened up office hours and what i'm learning is a lot of students i don't know like i remember when i graduated from college i was really scared after graduation because i had to find a job and be an adult and all of this stuff and imagine if you had to worry about your visa at the same time so we've been getting a lot of people just coming up to us asking questions. We don't charge them a thing. It's just like, Hey, like this is how it's going down. And more often than not, it's, and that's why you shouldn't be worried.
1: Totally. And not only that, but they have to deal with the broader uncertainty in the environment right now with a pandemic, (laughs) an active pandemic.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: So thinking about this from the side of being a founder and an operator, what's what's changed in in how you're running the company right now and how you're leading during this time
0: i think we've been having a lot more conversations about the why right because i think initial instinct sometimes when you're panicking is to say hey everyone needs to buckle down and we got to just put our nose to the grindstone and get this done and then we'll write it out the problem with that is i don't know about you but i That's not how you motivate someone like me. (laughs) And also we don't know how long this is gonna last, right? I'm fine with putting my nose to the grindstone as long as I know that there's something that it's gonna end and that there's gonna be a better path forward. And I do firmly believe there is a better path forward. It's just, we don't know how long this crisis is going to last. So we've been having a lot of conversations about the why and also a lot of conversations that remind us why we started in the first place. So
1: we have motorcycles going by and we have kids, (laughs) my kids might barge in any moment. This is the world (laughs) we live in, right?
0: Yeah. So essentially it's just a reminder that our customers are not just customers, they're people, they're people that need our help. And also this crisis has reminded us that we are all human because You can be top dog, like a top dog startup and everything's exciting and you raise $10 million for series A, but then all of a sudden we have a literal plague (laughs) that's global. And that, you know, I think is very humbling in a sense where, yeah, you did everything right, but there are just some things you can't plan for. And we need to remember that we're all humans on this earth and we, none of us plan for this, so...
1: How are you having those conversations to ground people back in the why? Like, how is that happening between you and your leadership team and your and your broader team? What's the way that you're going about that?
0: So we do it a lot on our weekly meetings. We have weekly all hands now. We've switched from a bi-weekly, I think because we've had to adjust to remote, but also because we saw the need for, you know, having that reminder because we now all have competing priorities that are popping up right now. and Also, one-on-ones, those are really big. My team is actually in the process of re-onboarding people, which gives us the opportunity because it's like we're re-onboarding people because we finally got a people operations team. (laughs) Thank God. And also because we're all remote now, this is is a different situation than what we signed up for, right? So re-onboarding and I meet with a group of people every week to just talk about our origin story and why we're here. And if there are any questions, like to talk to me about it.
1: So how does the message look? How did the message look, you know, a month and a half ago when you were bringing the team together versus how the message looks today?
0: A month and a half ago, I guess a lot of it was like, Hey, we just raised all this money. This is really exciting. The world is our oyster and we're going to kill it. And I still believe that by the way. But that's not really helpful to hear in a time like this, where it almost feels a little bit empty, because it's not really acknowledging the seriousness of the environment that we're in right now. So that's, again, going back to the human piece is really important.
1: How do you keep the excitement, but also acknowledge that reality? Like, what's the The tone or the the way that you're communicating to to make that happen because I I hear that and it's a hard balance to To have especially as the founder where you're probably the most passionate and you're probably also the most scared
0: Uh, What I can say is I think the origin story piece really helps with that Because it's like look we're a team of 40 people and we raised $10 million and it's scary, but guess what it was three people during Techstars in 2018, like sitting in a co-working space, like huddled with a bunch of people trying to find product market fit and sell to lawyers, right? We've come a long way. And so now we have the resources to see how much farther we can go. And things are tough right now, but it's times like this where we like kind of just get an opportunity to see what we're made of.
1: How does your personal story play into that message to the team? of being an immigrant founder and helping them connect to the experience that your customers are having. Is that part of the the message?
0: I think it's always there for me. I, again, like I mentioned earlier, it's like there was a series, there were a series of events that had to kind of fall into place in order for me to like sit right here in front of you. Right. And like this crisis could be an event that'll take us even farther. So there's one piece of it, but also particularly when it comes to startup founders, uh, which is the biggest population that we serve right now. It's like talking about how immigrants are actually quite suited for risk. And I always tell this story about how I was working at a startup before my previous job. So I was working at a startup. It was my first startup job ever. And we, I actually met my co-founder there. He was their first network attorney. And we got acquired by a large company. And, you know, after an acquisition, you got that kind of golden handcuffs kind of feeling. And my mother was super jazzed about it. She was like, yes, like all this sacrifice. Now you're a middle management at a publicly traded company. This is my dream for you. <laughs> and then, you know, my co-founder now, he reached out to me and said, hey, I figured out a way to automate my law firm. I need someone with some tech experience and product to come help me kind of product, well, to productize this. And I said, yes. And my mom was pissed. She was like, you, like, I worked really hard to make sure that you could go to college and all of, um, and made sacrifices to make sure you could have a better life. And you're just like throwing it all away in order to try something new that you don't think is going to pan out. And pretty sure she almost regretted helping me go like prioritizing the education. Cause I threw that argument right back at her where I was like, look, you took that risk. So that way I could take the risk. And also like, I really believe in what I'm doing in the same way that you did. So just trust me on this one.
1: <laughs> did she have a counterpoint for that? That's pretty uh, strong.
0: Yeah. So she basically was just like, you know, with every Filipino mom, it's like, oh, don't be disrespectful. But (laughs) she turned her, she turned the beat around, essentially. And like, after, yeah, after LegalPad got a little bit more successful, she's, she's been off my back a little bit more. But anyway, to tie that back around to my team, I share that story a lot, because it's like, look, it's not as easy as just starting a company. Right? It's like, I grew up in the Bay Area, and I was probably a little more pro-risk than other people. But that's also by virtue of the fact that I've had someone model that for me. And also, you know, it wasn't that easy either. I did have to have conversations with my mom about that. Can you imagine how difficult that would have been if I had a family, you know? So yeah, it's just a reminder that, I guess my point is, Immigrants go through a lot, but we're also really suited for taking on the risk of starting a company and contributing to innovation that makes the world go round.
1: Yeah, I love that perspective. And it's, it's honestly not one I thought about, but the fact that your mom coming here, right, was an entrepreneurial act, right? And then, yeah. of course, she wants you to take the stable right. you know, road, but you have that kind of in your DNA, like you want to take risk. You want to be entrepreneurial, try to change the world. I love that story. How, how has your team responded during this time? Like it's now been six weeks or so, depending on when you went remote of, of dealing with this, you know, that message of focusing on the why, how, how have they responded?
0: I mean, I think so everyone's working really hard and people are really excited. We've also implemented things like superpower projects where you can kind of work on a little, on something else apart from what's in your major job description. So there's some excitement there because it's an opportunity for us to like try a new idea, right? But I don't want to sugarcoat all of it either. We all are kind of going through our own ways of like reconciling what's going on with the world, right? Uh, And again, it's like thank goodness for our people team. We've got two people on our people team who really just make sure that we all come together, really contribute to the culture that we're trying to establish now that we're remote. And that's kind of held us together. And yeah, so everyone's kind of going through their battles. We've got some people who are sick right now and we've got parents at home with kids running around. And some of us with apartments that have, zero noise like prevention you know it's it's different like working remote during corona is different from working remote before and we're all kind of adjusting so i want to be sensitive to that as well
1: i feel like we're all in a super privileged position being intact with the ability to work remotely right Mm -hmm. and there's this whole spectrum of you know people getting sick and dying people getting sick people losing their jobs family members losing jobs right so
0: Totally. Um, yeah. And we're whatever. getting a lot of that too. In our office hours, it's just people that are like, Hey, I got laid off. My visa is contingent on my job and my spouse's like job is contingent on my visa. How am I supposed to tell my kid that we're going to go back to our home country right now?
1: Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those stories have to help you and your team feel grateful and like you've got a clear purpose.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Not to sugarcoat it, because I think what you're saying is super important, but I'm also curious like how you found gifts in this and what the positives are.
0: You know, this kind of reminds me of what it was like when we first started LegalPad, when we were trying to figure out product market fit and trying to understand like who we were and what we wanted to do. And the silver lining here is I feel like it's a reminder of all of that. And I love rolling up my sleeves and getting my hands dirty. And Like I'm running office hours by myself. I'm speaking to everyone that signs up, and that's a silver lining for me because it's like it's a reminder of why we're here.
1: So in some ways, you've gotten scrappier and back to your roots as a result of this.
0: (laughs) That is my power space.
1: (laughs) How did this? How is this a forcing function for that to happen? Like, what what is it about this particular dynamic that has you kind of back to the roots, back to that scrappiness?
0: our previous business was, is based on going to founders that have graduated from accelerator programs and helping them get U.S. visas. And that still hasn't changed. But now there are other people in the U.S. that are freaking about, freaking out about their visas. And we don't want to leave them behind. Right. Because my hope and vision for this company is not just to, you know, help the top global innovators in the world realize opportunity, whether it's here or like Canada or anywhere else. It's really about providing this access to opportunity to even the most vulnerable populations. And it's been a forcing function for us to kind of move in that direction a little quicker than we were able to. But I am extremely grateful
1: for it. That's super interesting. And I think I've noticed a lot of people who see positives in this as finding some adjacent customer or audience or need that they can yeah. serve. But then a lot of others who aren't because maybe they're not able to kind of see the forest from the trees. How how were you able to find that? Was that just obvious from the poll that you were getting from your community? Or did you have to like put your head up and kind of go seek that out in some way?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was a little bit of both. There are people in our communities that were just like, okay, I know I already got this visa and I don't know what all of this, these new updates mean for me. But also, you know, I basically opened up office hours to kind of learn a little bit more about the community as well. Obviously, we're there to help them, but they're also helping us by telling us exactly what their needs and concerns are. So yeah, that's that's where we get a lot of our learnings from. I just did a whole presentation to my entire team about how many students are coming in to office hours because they don't understand what's going on. And we're now trying to figure out, you know, what the next step is for us to bring them a little bit closer.
1: So how'd you make this office hours happen? What What actually is office hours? How does it work?
0: Yeah, so basically people can sign up for 20 minute windows on my, on like, there's a landing page that we have for people to sign up. It basically routes through my Calendly. And yeah, I have dedicated time three days a week for people to just jump in and ask the pressing questions. And at the very least, you know, it's like, if we can't help you right away, we at the very least can point you in the direction of someone who can.
1: Right. So Um, you're, you put yourself out there as, Hey, I'm a founder. I'm an immigrant. I, I run a company in this space. I'm here to help.
0: That's right. Well, and it's also, you know, we have people like we have partners now come like potential partners trying to come to us like VCs and other accelerator programs, too, that are saying, hey, we need to support our portfolio company, our network, our members, and none of us, you know, it's hiring an immigration attorney to probably like sit in for office hours is going to be really expensive, but We'd like to partner with you so that way we can have dedicated like webinar sessions and office hours just for our members. And so that's something that we're offering too.
1: Where are you getting inspiration during this time? Like are there mentors you're going to? Are there books you're reading or rereading? Are there other places that you're going to get inspiration on like how to deal with this environment that we're in?
0: Yeah, actually, I'm reading this really awesome book right now called Decisive by the Heath brothers. So Chip Heath and... um,
1: Made to stick.
0: Yep. And it's really good because I I started reading it because we were trying to figure out what a rebrand would look like potentially. And I was just like, these are too many decisions. I'm not a designer. I like... So my partner actually recommended that I read this. So I read it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, why don't they teach you this in high school? It would have made my life so much easier. Like, forget AP Chem. (laughs) But yeah, so reading that, and I think it's also just been helpful because, A, when you are transitioning into a work from home and your home was not supposed to be an office, it allows you to kind of organize everything a little bit better. And also with all of the data and information that we're getting from the news. And for me, like from our customers and, um, making decisions on product and things like that, this book really provides like a schema for me to work with that I can confidently implement, uh, right away, which is super helpful.
1: Decisive by the Heath brothers. I'll, yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes. it sounds very good. All right. I want to wrap up with just a couple of final questions. Normally I do the supersonic six, which is my corny uh, oh. nod to the <laughs> supersonics being a Seattle podcast, but I just have a couple of questions for you to, to kind of wrap Here. up. So first is who's another Seattle company or founder that you're following or learning from right now?
0: I've been following Frances doing, she's the CEO at Rubica. Which is a cybersecurity uh, company. And she's been posting a lot of really awesome stuff and content herself, like with her on the video, talking about ways that people can adjust their cybersecurity uh, policies from home. So I really love that. We're also both on the board of advisory board of a company called Future for Us, which is run by my friend Sage Kiamno. It's basically a community for women of color to come together and, you know, commiserate, share stories, and learn about ways that we can contribute to the workplace.
1: I'll have to follow Francis and check out her content. Sounds awesome. Yeah. And what, just to wrap up, what ask do you have for this audience or what can this community do to be helping you right now?
0: Yeah. If you know anyone who has any immigration anxieties and could use our help, just send them our way. Our hope is to... Just be a sounding board and a resource for all things immigration and, you know, even all things startups, because I'm a founder, too. And I totally understand all the worries that you guys are going through right now.
1: Perfect. And where can people find you or follow you on social media or is there a web page they should go to?
0: Definitely go to our website, LegalPad.io. We actually have an FAQ for COVID updates and all of that stuff. If you do know someone that needs our help, I'm on LinkedIn. You can follow me there. I'm under Sarah Etoukis. My name is great for SEO because there's no one else with that name.
1: So check out Sarah on LinkedIn and LegalPad.io. And thank you so much for being here today, for talking about this stuff, and for all the lessons you've shared about leading during this uncertain and crazy time.